Leveling up. Extreme business growth through raising your game. When what was once extraordinary becomes ordinary, you know you've leveled up. Welcome to the Leveling Up podcast with me, George Swift. Extreme business growth through raising your game. The Leveling Up podcast is here to give you the personal development, the entrepreneurial development, and the business growth that you, the ambitious business owner, desires. We're here to give you the inspiration, the motivation, and to challenge your aspirations to take you and your business to the next level. Tune in every Monday and Wednesday for mindset, attitude, personal performance, and business growth content. And every Friday when we do our Friday five-minute fix. Subscribe to this podcast and never miss an episode. episode I've got for you today. It's the concluding part of the two-part series, which is an interview that I recently did with Rob Goddard over in Dubai. Rob is the founder of Evolution Complete Business Sales, a mergers and acquisitions company. And I've seen Rob go from his back bedroom to running a multiple seven-figure turnover business. He's a founding member of my success groups and has been a member for seven and a half years. He's also a founding member of my Extreme Growth Masterminds and has also been there for four and a half years. Rob has been a consistent source of inspiration and support to me. And when I conceived of this podcast, he was the first person I contacted because I wanted to share his story and his knowledge and his inspiration with you. If you are currently running 100K plus turnovers in your business, and you want to talk to us about potentially occupying a seat at one of our Extreme Growth Masterminds like Rob, then please contact contact Tracy Miller, tracy.miller at biggerbrighterbolder.co.uk. Email her. I'll drop her email link in the description. I'll also put the link to Rob's book, From Suicide to Success, an inspirational tale there of rags to riches. And I'll also put all the other links that you'll need in order to continue your own journey of extreme growth. Okay, so Rob is a serial entrepreneur. He's an absolute sales demon. He's a bloody nice guy. It's been a privilege to be on his journey, even more so to have him on mine. If you are serious about extreme growth, if you want to know what does it take to go from absolutely nothing to multiple seven figures in turnover, then these are the episodes for you. If you haven't yet listened to the previous episode, please do so. Enjoy this. I'll talk to you at the end. But wow, what an inspirational interview I've got coming up for you right now. I have now people coming to me wanting to go into business with me. Yeah. Now that's a bit different yeah. <laughs> a few years ago yeah. where I was delighted when someone wanted to go with a cup of coffee with me. Yeah. Um, I, call it, I, I call it when you first start dating. <laughs> And, and you're a little bit desperate for anyone to like you. Keen, and, eager. And then when someone, someone asks you out, you say yes, because yes. it seems rude not to. 
um, and then you end up in relationships you shouldn't end up with. And, and a lot of businesses, when they start up, they, it's like clients are like that, aren't they? They take any old client that's out there because it feels like they have to. And then one of the, again, so one of the leveling up, I think, and it can happen quite early on in business. I don't mean like millions. It can happen in most businesses. I think it has to happen in the first 100K. I mean, whether it's 50, 60, whatever. But there has to be a point where you start saying no to okay. clients and that I think that, that that may even become more important I don't know, if, I don't know it'd be interesting where you're at is that more important to say no as, than as it was as you grow yeah because you get distractions it becomes noise yeah. so in the early years I had a lot of time on my hands because yeah. there wasn't a lot of business and I was I was looking for stuff now I have to persuade myself that it's it's something I should do so is it aligned to the goal my long term goals yeah. if it's not aligned do I should I really pursue this yeah and so that's why it's really critical to have long-term goals, not just the, yeah. the short-term and the commitments and the rest of it, but what are you going to do in five years and how are you going to get there? So I say no now more times than I say yes. Yeah. I, do you know, I totally agree with that because, again, it, I, I think one line is a throwaway, but, but you know, it is, there's, way more you, there's way more you could do than you can do. Right. So, in other words, like when it comes to goal setting, and you've mentioned goals a few times, but we come to goal setting. There's way more goals you could set than you can actually achieve. So, I always say one of the hardest things about goal setting um, or any decision process is actually the stuff you're not going to go for, more yeah. the stuff you are going to go for. So, if I, you know, there's ten things I could do right now, but there's only one I can. So, it's less important about the one I choose than it is about the nine. It's exactly. But I don't. Right. Now you also mentioned goals. How important is goals? So obviously, since you've since you've been around us, obviously, um, we're massively into goals and everything yeah. else. You mentioned goals a few times. I like what you said. Long term goals, right? A vision, yep. if you want to call it that. Yep. And then you align your shorter term goals with that. With long term vision. Has is that is, is it the same process that you do today that you did even when you were going back to 100k? Yes. It's it's it it's good discipline as well. It's instinctive for me now to set short-term commitments and goals yeah. in order to achieve a long-term objective. And, and more so now because I've got so many distractions um, that I have to say no to. Yeah. Because otherwise it will take me there. I'd, I'd be like a bumblebee going from one flower yeah, to yeah, another. Yeah. And I'd be active, but I wouldn't be pro productive. Yeah. And I probably wouldn't hit my long-term goals. Because yeah. I'd be there. I'd be doing this. I, I totally get that. And actually, I think that's another thing that people can get bogged down on. So I know in our business, for sure, there was a point where you have to kind of, you know, you can generically say niche or whatever, but it's not just about niching. It's about understanding who I am, yes. what I do, who I do it for, and then you start saying no to the stuff that doesn't align with that. In other words, you know, it's tempting to take the job that you think you can do, but isn't core, yeah. but isn't core alignment with where you're heading. And I think if you've, the stronger you have in terms of a vision and the more, the more certain you are that the goals you're setting are the right goals, then it's so much easier to say no in the moment. You haven't, you haven't got to weigh everything up all the time. It's like, here's my cone, here's my funnel, here's, yeah. here's where I'm heading. If it's within that, I'll give it some time and exploration. If it's just outside, I might give it a little look because sometimes the magic happens in the peripheral. But ultimately, like, I'm out here now and I'm here open. Like I mean, the divine yeah, was yeah. not on the cards for me. Yep. But you know, if something came up that was in alignment but just outside of what I had set, <clears> I would definitely explore it. But being a natural creative at heart, I'm, mm. I'm that guy, bang, 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 bang. Yeah. And my tendency is something shiny happens over here and the new always seems a little bit sexier than the old. And I'm the one that getting charges off over that. And actually one of the, best, one of the lessons I learned in life is that um, I, I, I needed like crazy commitment, you know, because I was yeah. so undisciplined and so uncommitted 
that I needed that. And one of the reasons we brought goal setting in success groups and across Mastermind and everything else wasn't because it was something I naturally did. It was something I fought and struggled with and I really struggled to get to grips with them. But it was the one thing that gave me the discipline yeah. to stop that buzzing around. And I think if you're bouncing, I've seen people who are doing 50K and they call them lifestyle businesses or you know, you can have a, a, um, like a portfolio of businesses. You do a bit of this and a bit of that, a bit of one-to-one coaching and a bit of that and a bit of this, a bit of whatever. But the truth of the matter is, I don't know anyone that's done that Mm. that's ever really made it mm. you get to do that later like Richard Branson has 200 plus businesses because he did one well you know yeah and, and, and one of the dangers that comes in if, you, if you're in that 50 to 100 150 is if it's off you, you may well get one person who comes to you that wants your time and dominates yeah now now you might be a freelancer yeah because you haven't got time to find other clients. So you're not developing your business, you're developing theirs. Yeah. And that can take, that, that'll take you back into employment. Do you know what, I, I think <laughs> I, do you know what? it's true. I, I think you've got, you've, you've hit the nail on the head with me because I think there is a difference between, you know, running a business, being a business owner, even being an entrepreneur, and that contractor freelancer. And sometimes it can get yeah. really blurred. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's really tempting that you set up your business to do I don't know, HR services or something, and then the client wants you to go and do days on site. Indeed. And now you're a contractor, and it may pay well, which is why they do it, of Indeed, yeah. But while you're there, as you say, you're not growing your business. No, so here's you're a growing question, this. So how, if you're going to do a percentage of this, right, how much of your time do you think you spend growing your business Ooh. as opposed to delivering within the business? So, you know, the, now. The in-on argument, you know? <coughs> now. Probably 90% growing it. Growing it, and 10% you're in it delivering and... Yeah, not delivery now. Right. It's managing certain aspects. So it's managing the management team. Right, it's the okay. 10%. Yeah. 90% is, is actually new channel, new ways of getting new business development funnels. Just Coming out here. Yeah. Um, I... It, it's developing. I work now ninety percent on tomorrow's business. Right. Ten percent on today's. So, 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 let me know if you agree. You can disagree with me, okay. right? Because I have I, I, I call bullshit on some biz on yeah. some on, on what people call as, as as like kind of business wisdom, right? Yeah. Now you personify the work on your business, not in your business mm. mentality, which we know is absolutely the way you've got to get to. We know that. It's a long journey. Right, okay. Because this here's my thing. If you're a startup business or a 50K or even maybe a 100K business, that mindset will bog you down so quickly because you only get paid when you're delivering. Yes. Right? So when you were charging around like a lunatic, yes. and I remember you charging around like a lunatic. For right? years. Right? You were doing a lot of in-business stuff to absolutely. grow it, right? Before yeah. you get on the business. Absolutely. Right, you do. Right, because I tell you now, it's one of it really pisses me off because this it's thrown around it's what I call sometimes business bullshit it's thrown around like work on your business not in now if anything even if the, ah. even if the statement said work on your business but don't forget to also deliver in or work in your business but you must also work on it's the way it says work on not in and I, and, and I think it goes into the psyche of someone's entrepreneurs and they're sitting there doing shit loads of strategy the life you lead Rob <laughs> Pissing off to Dubai, getting some sun, traveling, having some chats with Ferrari dealerships, networking, um, networking. No, but you know what I mean. But yeah, but it looks nice, right? You know, it's the Richard Branson job. You know, it's, it's that bit, right? It looks really sexy from the outside, and of course, it, you know, you, you then start trying to apply that, of, you know, fifty k. So you're spending hours a day doing strategy, and hours a day doing planning, and hours a day, but you're not selling, selling, no. selling, selling, selling. I'm not doing the delivery on the selling. What I'm doing is I'm 
creating new relationships, meeting potential partners. Yeah, pure growth stuff. Top yeah, growth. yeah, which I love because yeah. I'm a starter. I can implement because mm. I've built a business Actually, from nothing yeah. with sod or money. Yeah. But now I have other people that do the implementation. So I've got a freedom. But I had six years where I was the only fee earner. Right. So you're only earning, right? This is my For six thing. years. You're only <laughs> earning when you're delivering. Yes. You're, no one's paying you to strategize. No. Or do your website. No. Or marketing, no. they're only paying you when you're in front of them or doing work on their cash. Well, if you're not selling, there's no cash in the business. Right. So if there's no cash in the business, you don't have a business. Yeah. And this is, there's a transformation that happens in the six-figure, lower six-figure bracket. Yeah. Up until that point, you could argue it's a job. Yeah. Yes. Not okay. a business. Yep. Because it's totally relying on you. Yeah. But there's a point in the six-figure where particularly if you take people start to take someone on or some people yeah. on now you're starting to build some substance and it, yeah. it's starting to become a business not a job yeah so I, yeah. I, totally, you know, I totally get that and I, and I think you know it, it can sound insulting and, and it's not meant like that at all what, all it means is is like you're saying <laughs> is that you know because you're you know you sell businesses and help businesses sell obviously you can't sell a business which relies on you because they no. can't buy you you're, selling, you're not for sale yeah, yeah. Um, so so you know you have to have a business ultimately that exists without you and that has got to be the end goal but again it's the end goal isn't it you know it's taken you eight years to get to where you are now you've got another 18 months running on your clock you know we're we're kind of at the point you're talking about now which is you know we're starting to grow a team of people so that when i'm here talking to you there's stuff happening back home in the uk you know i've yeah. got people working things are happening and we're we're just starting out but you know for the last year or so we've really invested in that side of things which is hard because that's our money because that's more that's more business mentality yeah the revenue all the all the, all the profit is mine you yeah. know and then yeah, suddenly yeah, you realize yeah. no it's the no. business is money let's put it back in the business and somebody yes. else can earn it so that's that's, that's another, exactly it so that's another part right and that's where we're at so whilst it's still heavily relies on us there's no question um Instead of just having me and Tracy putting in however many hours we put in, there's another however many hours happening in the business, and that's when you start to get that exponential curve, isn't it? Yeah. And now you're working. It is exponential. And now you're working 90% on your business. That's how you can have that continued exponential curve because instead of doing it at the beginning, say 90% in and yeah. 10% on, yeah, to get the momentum. Now you're doing. You switched it over. You get that curve, but you're, it's like you'll never get that. You'll never get that momentum mm. unless you do do the in. It, there's no short circuit. No. I'd, I'd, these get rich quick snake oil sales yeah. people usually come from across the Atlantic. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it's your podcast, not mine. Welcome to Andrew's um, there's, there's no, there's no replacement for hard graft. There's a, lot, there's a lot of yee-haw stuff, right? There's a lot of, there's a lot of you can be... Buy and, this book. And I love, and I love, and I love the whole concept being in personal development. I love the yee-haw, you can be anything. It's what got me started. I love the concept of that. But obviously what you're talking about here is there's not, sometimes there's not a lot of substance that sits behind it. And I think it might be enough to get you, um, but unless there's something really good. And for me, that's why I come in, which isn't sexy shit, which is I do talk about graft and I talk about, you know, taking it on the chair. I talk about, I use my fighting analogies from when I used to do kickboxing and I, I used to train fighters and that. And yeah. I talk about, you know, you, you, you're going to have to get hit in the head a lot before you get the shot at the big title. You know, you're going to have to get knocked out. You're going to have to lose. You're going to have to, you know, all this sort of stuff. And you have to go through that to be able to, to even stand in the ring at that level. And you know what happens when you start that process, you talk about leveling up. So you've got a business that's turning over a few hundred thousand and you've got a small team. It's, it's really hard to start letting go. Oh, isn't it just? And, and I find this in the nature of what we do for our clients. Yeah. The hardest businesses to sell 
and we don't take them on anymore, yeah. are the ones that are owner-reliant, where the owner can't let go. Yeah. So the education we try to give and the knowledge is start letting go of the business. Trust people. Yeah. Maybe they won't be as good as you. Right. Oh. You know, you but, started it. But you're conditioning yourself <laughs> to, to trust a little bit in other people. Yeah, and, and maybe stuff. they won't do it perfectly yeah. like you would. Yeah. And I, I do challenge some MDs of multi-million pound businesses. And when they say to me, Rob, there isn't, there isn't anyone. We've tried and they've failed. And, you know, and I'll say, so you're saying to me there's no MD that can replace you <laughs> anywhere in this country. Yeah, no. <laughs> you, yeah. And they, they smile. Yeah. And I said, look. It, it sounds ludicrous, doesn't yeah. it? And you can hear it. They say, well, I've tried. I said, well, so you're a bad hirer of people then. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> Either way, you're the one that's failing. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, the, 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 the next stage is starting to upskill yeah. and encourage and delegate to a team around you because they'll take they'll take you forward uh, further I, than any than you could do yourself on I, your own. Do you know, I totally agree. And, and and on that note, you mentioned about not as good as you. Here's the thing, right? Sometimes it's a it's a it's a it's a bit of pill to swallow, but they sometimes are better than you, right? Yeah. Okay, and that's hard. It takes them. You know, obviously, it sounds like the right thing. Of course, everyone says we must hire people that are better than I am. <laughs> it sounds good on paper, yeah. but when you have a really when you're really um, um, invested in I am so needed and I'm so important. Yeah. It can be hard to, to do that. But here's the other thing, right, is that actually I always said this, even if they're not as good as you, right, let's, let's say I'm doing my marketing, my sales, I'm doing my delivery, my own accounts, whatever, right, yes. like, 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 like a small business is. Yes. Um, even if I, right, have the ability, let's say at 100%, right, yes. marketing, and I'm yeah. a, I can do an amazing job at marketing, but if I'm only giving 30% to marketing because I'm being diluted across other businesses, the person replacing me doesn't have to be better than me. They just be, need to be able to do more than I do in that area. So yeah. if I hire someone that's 70% as good yeah. as I am, but they dedicate everything to it, marketing in my business Indeed. is now getting two and a half times what it was getting on my watch, even if it's not yeah. as good. And I think, you know, I think there's that whole thing where we're, we're constantly thinking like, you know, they're not as good, they're not as good. But it's not about whether they're as good as you, it's are they doing a better job than you? And if they're putting in 40 hours a week into something that you were doing 10 hours, <laughs> yeah. you've got to be really bloody good for that not to be better than what you're doing. That's right? a good point. And I, Samantha is a head of marketing. She's yeah. better at marketing than me. Yeah. Mike and Steve are better at, at business development than me. Yeah. They're, they're great people. Um, Kay is head of research. She's my research director. She's far better than me. Yeah. I've, that's not saying I'm a perfect hirer of people. I've no. made some mistakes, yeah. but those people have got. Trace are the same. Yeah, you, you've got to kiss a few frogs. <laughs> yeah, it, to it's, find your it's a bit of a black art getting the right yeah. people. But I, I love the fact that I've got now a growing band of people yeah. that are better than me. It's right, and then what you do... But I still own the business. Right, so here we go. Let's bring it back to the whole, the whole concept of the podcast. What your job is to do is keep levelling up so you're the best at what Rob Goddard is doing, right? So when the business started off, you were the best salesperson you had and the best market you had because you were it. Admin. Right? Yeah, right. <laughs> then, then, then you leave that behind and your job is to become the best salesman, which is what you did when you went all in on sales 100%. Yeah. And then your job now is no longer be best salesman. Your job is to be the best leader of the business. And then, of course, your job then eventually is to hire someone better at that than you. To replace. And at me. that point, you can do as much or as you want. You can sell the business, you can own the business, you can, you, do you know what I mean? You could be a part-time chairman of your own business if you want to stay in touch, or you could just literally say, right, move on to the next thing. Yeah, because my role now as chief exec of the business is managing risk. Right. So that's quite difficult for a salesman, because yes. I'm, yes. I'm glass half full. Yes, of course. Naturally, I've been yes, selling for 40 years. 
<coughs> but I've learnt skills. That's from... why we have FDs in the business. <laughs> so I've... To counteract our half fullness, <laughs> yeah. we have our accountants yeah. and FDs. My accountant might not appreciate me saying that. <laughs> but also, I, I have team members, I heads of department and directors coming to yeah. me with proposals. Yeah. I, have, I have to see that in the round and say, well, what's the risk to the business? Yeah. What's the potential upside for us? Yeah. So I found as chief exec, that's what I spend most of my time. Right. So that's where you're now becoming the best in the business at that. I have to be, yeah, right. and I'm learning that. No one taught me. No, I've that's had to learn that's leveling up. So would you say is, is that your is this your latest leveling up? Yeah, this 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 is where you're in it process is. now. Beca- because I could lose it all on black if we were at Las Vegas. So and I, it's not just you now, right? No, I've got twenty four. The numbers are bigger. The money's bigger. The, yeah. Your your personal losses are greater. But also there's 20 other people's livelihoods and everything else yeah. on the thing. And I feel that. Yeah. I've got six kids and I've got 20 right. odd in the, in the team. And I see them it's as my extended family. It's huh? a lot of responsibility. Did I get the six <laughs> children in? <laughs> That's gone down well in Dubai. Yeah, Big yeah. families. Yeah, yeah. But it's true, but, but, but it's true, isn't it, right? And, 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 and so my whole thing is really simple. Like coming back to the fighting analogy, yeah. you have to do the hard fights early on yeah. and you have to get, like, take the knocks and that because otherwise you never earn your right to step in that ring. So, so one of the things I talk about, it's what I call entrepreneurial conditioning. And one of the things I talk about is... Um, you, you have to make tough decisions, right? So I talk, I talk about the four pillars, okay? <clears throat> and there's four pillars that support your entrepreneurial conditioning, and it's your conditioning that supports your ability to create success. Yeah. It's like foundations in a bit. Yeah. In a, so you have foundations, you have the thing that supports foundations, and then you can build your building high. Around here, right, 150 floors, you've got a great, you've got a great sturdy plinth <laughs> and underneath that huge foundations. So I say your entrepreneurial conditioning is your new foundations. It is. And one of those is, is being able to make the tough decisions. Now, mm. no one would ever be able to go to a point where you're making decisions on four plus million pound business and a decision you said where you could lose it all on black and there's 20 yep. plus people's livelihoods yep. six kids plus all your own personal <laughs> stuff and your personal yeah. uh, that you that you've worked hard to accrue yeah, yeah, yourself yeah. um there's no way you you'd be frozen wouldn't you in 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 fear if you hadn't have had to make all of those other decisions that not necessarily as big as they are now but the decisions at a hundred enabled you to do the decisions at multiple hundreds it does. a million it layers yeah. that's what i think Absolutely. and if you t- and you won't because you said yourself you've got your own strategy but if you were to take your business to a hundred million if i suddenly took you and plonked you in there now mm. even with everything you've done you'd probably freeze at that level right I would. because you haven't got the condition yeah. and that's why we talk about the leveling up because for me it's building on and on and it's understanding that I can't go from here to here I have to go through this process of personal growth as yeah. well as obviously business growth and external growth at and the same also, time also I've been learning from people in the next stage or two above me yeah. so bigger companies because yeah. I've been I've been absorption mode because over your clients must also to some degree be potential mentors like you learn yeah you learn from with what look I mean our typical clients are multi-millionaires already yeah and by selling their business they'll add to their wealth. Now, I wasn't a multimillionaire when I started business. I yeah. had two pound 30 yeah. Yeah, and right. half a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I didn't have a car. Yeah. And when I got a car, it was a 15 year old Audi A4, which yeah. I had to park up the road. I couldn't, I couldn't, oh, I couldn't park it mate. in their office car Honestly, park. That, that, it wasn't that long ago, right? So you will know, I've just, I've, I've just leveled up in, in the vehicular department. With an Audi. With an Audi. <laughs> and, uh, and interestingly, we had the same thing. We had the same thing, right? Which is, which is I had this, this little Astra that I loved to death when I got it, I got it brand new, put 200,000 miles on it. Yeah. Um, and I'm going into clients talking about, let's all get successful. And I'm doing the same thing, I'm hiding the car around the corner 
Yeah, and I, uh, you get creative. I mean, when I had no car, because I was brassic, I had, to, I had to pick prospective clients that were near railway stations. Yeah. <laughs> right. That was my strategy, was to follow the railway line. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and take a taxi for the extra couple of miles. But, I, yeah, you're right. You, it is a progression, and there isn't a shortcut. Um, I wouldn't want to run 100 million turnover. No, no I get that. Um, but the principle's right. Yeah. It'd be too much of a jump. Yeah. But most, most of my clients, until the last couple of years, have been well above me. But I've been listening to, you know, in terms of what I'd achieved, because yeah. Evolution was a five-figure, then a six-figure business. Yeah. Our clients' business is much bigger than yeah. that. And I've, I've been listening, asking questions, and I've been learning from what they've been doing. Yeah. Whilst we, they're paying me. We, we, do you know what? We're in the same boat, Rob. So, so, so you know, we've got... We've, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so whilst we, we work with a lot, of, a lot of businesses smaller than us, so we start with the start... Not startups, but, you know, kind of low, low, low five figures, you know, 10, 20, 30 grand, um, all the way through to, you know, masterminds typically have hundreds of thousands yes. in them. So, you know, they're typically between sort of 200, maybe three, four, five. Um, but obviously, you know, you being one of them, you know, ahead of where we are, Mm. And, and we've got a few people there doing doing millions, and obviously I've had to I do one to one work with clients, mm. and they're always typically million pound plus. To, you know that's who I target in terms of when I do the work with culture and stuff yeah. like that. And 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 I, I'm, I am like a sponge, right? I'm 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 not going in there saying tell me what you know, yeah. but I'm just absorbing yeah, 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 yeah. how you're talking, and I'm listening to the problems that you bring in your business and the other and the other guys, and I feel it, it's it's really important to me because as we're starting to go through our own journey. You know, there's things that I see coming on our path that I've seen you and other people go through a number of years ago. And there's no question that just having that proximity of people ahead of where I am has really helped me go it through is. it. And it links in with something you unlocked for me a few years ago, which was if you want to progress, you've got to think like that person. So yeah. if you want to be a millionaire, yeah. think like a millionaire. So and, uh, can we talk about air flights? Air flights. We talk about air flights. Right. I've I've flown economy f for thirty, uh, nearly four decades. Yeah. I had a real tussle a few years I'm ago flying flight. business. Yeah. Yep. Right. Yeah. I saw it as an unnecessary luxury. Yeah. Because you're thinking like the economy guy. That's it. So five hundred quid economy flight to Dubai. Yeah. I did a few of those. Yeah. I was I was really tired yeah. when I flew a seven hour flight during the night, and then straight into meetings. Yeah. So I thought, well, if I go business, I'll get a flat bed and yep. I can get some sleep. Yep. Think, I was really hesitant because I yep. thought that's another two grand. It just feels indulgent. <laughs> it feels a waste yeah, of yeah, money. Yeah, a luxury. It feels like what other people do. There's a whole host of things that kick so off I, in there. But I, it was something that you said to me. It was a couple of years ago. Yep. You have, if you want to go to the next level, you have to think and behave yeah. that way. Now, it's become the norm yeah and i appreciate the fact and in fact well when i travel with a family economy when we go on family holidays i notice the difference yeah but i when i land in dubai i feel different right and it's something to do with the inside that you feel confident that if you achieve some success even if you haven't done to the level that you're looking for but if you start to do that yep. do the things that the people in the yep. the larger companies do Absolutely. it 
it gives you that encouragement. I, uh, so it's conditioning the mind. And, I and it's interesting because I know a lot of people listening to this now have got this, this mantra in their head of fake it till you make it. <laughs> and, and yeah, but no, my, you know, yeah. I, I don't like saying that because I think it, you've got to be authentic and honest. And, and that's not what we're talking about here is mm. blagging and bullshitting and stuff. No, it's not that. that is, what it is, it's about pushing yourself almost in un- even, and that sounds crazy right and, and anyone who's not there yet to push yourself to fly business class right yeah. it's uncomfortable to fly business class and this, again this comes back to the whole idea when the extraordinary becomes ordinary right That's it. So, so when you first go on business class I know when I first went business class right I felt indulgent <laughs> a bit guilty I felt kind of cool but not cool I, I was really I had a whole host of emotions excited going on excited well. <laughs> you know and it was weird and there's no question about it that whilst I was flying business class I, I, I hadn't levelled up because it still felt unique to me and whatever right now we flew out here with you right so we all flew out in business class and you know this right I raided my mini bar and I, and I raided <laughs> I raided the, the toilets in business class oh, the toiletry bag and the toilet, Bulgari toiletry my, my, bag my Bulgari toilet, toiletry bag so, so I, I'm going to hold my hands up here and say there's no question whilst, whilst I am absolutely comfortable doing the, the European flights business class right I do that now pretty much yeah. standard right um, I, 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 we don't we haven't done long haul long haul yeah right? we haven't done long haul for a long time and um, and and, and now we've done it we, we, with you. We came over here. It, it, it didn't feel uncomfortable because I'd done a bit before. It felt I, I felt like you know I belonged here a little bit. You know, I didn't dress like I belonged. I, I deserve it. I didn't dress like I belonged. But I felt I deserved it. And it didn't feel uncomfortable at all. It felt it felt really yeah. it felt really cool. And it was a nice feeling that I know because I have got barriers from my personal background. I'm going to today, but I've got mm. issues around wealth and money, and, and we had a lot of limitation growing up. And I know we talked about it, you did too, right? So a lot of mindset stuff that I've had to break through to, yeah. to kind of make money and do some stuff with money. And going business class was that, and it was nice how easy I. Felt found it but there's no question the fact I'm still you know keeping souvenirs <laughs> can we call them souvenirs <laughs> keeping souvenirs photographs keeping the bar at the back oh, well, of the yeah, airbus you know, yeah right so the fact we keep uh, you know obviously implies it's not normal I'm looking around I'm looking around business class right and you can see, you said this, you can see the people who aren't used to doing it or don't do it regularly because it's like, oh my God, I've got three million channels. Oh my God, I've got a big TV. <laughs> oh, I can leave my legs out. Um, and then you see the other guy that comes in, sits down. And he's like, that guy does it all day long. You know, he just wants a bed. But you're right, it, it is that. And that's, and that's that levelling up. And it's important because, because you... It, and, and, and we haven't got enough time to go into the whole thing now, but it is that idea where you, you do say to yourself, right, like... The future me, and I don't mean like when I'm a hundred million pound or billion pound turnover, just the level I'm going into now, does he fly EasyJet, for example, right? Right. Does he fly, right. you know, does he turn up to Dubai frazzled, fried? This is what I said to you, wasn't it? Yeah. I said, you know, my brother-in-law's been going business class for a little while through food business, and he says to me, it's worth its weight in gold, and he sees it purely, it's really simple, it's not about, you know, the big I am on it, it's really simple, he gets to fly through, across the Atlantic, he did, he flies the Atlantic, wakes up the next day, goes straight into meetings, he's yeah. in a shower, wash, a massage, probably, I don't know. You know, he's done all of that, and he can go straight into business. Whereas you, you without that, you go there and you're frazzled, you're fried, you're hurting, you're aching, you haven't slept. You either go in under underwhelming into that place, underwhelming, yeah, into that, yeah. or you have to take one or two days to acclimatise before you go in there. So you've lost time. So you've lost time, right? So now that counteracts the increase in ticket. So I, I, there is a, and I, apart from the mindset, thinking, think, having the mindset of the the business that you want to become. Yeah. There's also the other part of it is, do you know what? It's 
bloody hard running your own business. Mm. So just treat yourself. You do need just, rewards. <laughs> it, it, do you know what? It, it's not bad. It, no, it's not a bad thing yeah. to enjoy because we're working 24. We work a lot of yeah. hours self-employed and, and work, running your own business. It is nice to treat yourself because if you can't treat yourself, yeah. then what's the point? You might, might as well just be an employee. Well, here's the thing. We're true, right? Yeah. Because when, when I look at it, when I, when, you know, when I, when I, you know, we, I talk about rewards all the time, right? Yeah. And, and you need two types of rewards. It's, it, they're all internal, right? It's how you feel. But I call them internal, external rewards. So the internal rewards are feeling pride, feeling good about what you've yeah. done, uh, a sense of contribution or something like that. Like you've, you've enhanced someone's life, you've done something good in the world. All these things are internal, fuzzy feelings that are yeah. reward. And we need those because without those, it's just hard work. And then the external work, rewards are, are, are also important. So whilst mm. I talk about, you know, we talk about material, Materialism. We know materialism is not the way to happiness. We know happiness comes from within, etc. But sometimes it's just easier to feel happy in, in business class, right? Sometimes it's easier to feel happier when you've got the car that you would want for yourself, or the watch, or the handbag, or the shoes, or, or you the know, pen. Or the pen, right? So if you turn up to a meeting and with a biro, and you don't feel good, <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. You could go off and do a lot of meditation, Zen work. You can do a lot of internal personal <laughs> development so that you feel at one with yourself, walking into a meeting in a fifty quid hand-me-down suit turning up on a bus right and yes you absolutely that you know that's valid you could do the work on this or you could make some cash have a nice car and wear the shoes you want right and for me I talk about the balance being right between the internal and the external right? yeah and it's, it's like if we go too materialistic I think that is that is not the route to mm. happiness um, if we had to choose one we would go internal and be all zen and happy <laughs> but I think in business it's important to understand that there's this interflow between internal and external when you turn up something in business class or you turn up with you know whatever your thing is you know, for me I don't really care about shoes you've got some really nice shoes um, it doesn't bother me so I don't mind turning up to a meeting in a pair of Adidas for example because it doesn't doesn't bother me right but, it, but, but if a pair of a thousand pound shoes makes a lady feel like like better about what she's doing or feel she takes more if it makes her feel better that trans it's like having like sexy underwear on right no one gets to see it probably right I don't but have, you but I don't, you know I don't, I don't, I don't but you know sex, but you know right so I don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't have sexy underwear I'm sure I don't um, I don't think anything I wear would be deemed sexy I think the moment I put it on it negates any sexiness but but it is an idea with it right you put your you know, you, you know good about I've heard ladies they have their sexy underwear and that sexy underwear makes them feel oh they're confident this or they're lucky this you have a lucky charm in your pocket don't you what, your, your key ring or whatever no one gets to see that stuff but it's how you feel yeah so here's a, here's a quick one right we'll to finish up on right sure. so some quick five questions okay all right so i don't know if you know inside the actor's studio but i'm a big fan as my background of film and that and what he does okay. at the end he asks a, a series of questions that he asks pretty much everyone the same questions right yep. really quick answers we don't need to massive detail sure. but what and I, I caveat this one because we're all conditioned to not use this word right so i'm going to use words that we're conditioned not to use but i like this one right so if we had a biggest regret now whilst we'll say i oh, don't have any regrets right the truth is, we, we, we potentially do. If you had any regrets in your mm. business career, what would, what would they be? What the one biggest regret? Not being softer with people. I was <clears> too, <throat> in my early years, I was too unaware of people's feelings. And I'm still fairly right. direct. Okay. So I've, I've hurt people over the years, and okay. that's been a regret for right. me. Okay. And as I've got older, I'm still roughy tufty but I do have some. But I do. Got, I do have, have some soft. You have awareness of your I have an awareness, but I never, which I never had. Yeah. Okay. If you could go back, this is a double double question as well. Okay. If you could go back to any point in your business career, yep, and say anything, 
Because so, everyone, everyone says the question, if you go back to the beginning, no, if you, because sometimes it's not the beginning you needed to learn shit. You might have needed it at 100 grand or a million Indeed. or whatever, right? So at what point, right? So, so what would be the one thing you'd say to yourself at what point in your career? It would be in that process of starting to let go of the running of the business. Okay. I wish I'd done it earlier. Yeah. Everyone says that, by the way. Oh, do they? Even, oh, right. Even yeah. we said this. Yeah. So Tracy, you know, she should openly admit how we... we in fact, in our podcast that we did last, last month, she said how that was one of hers. I don't regret we uh, talked about it came up. Okay. Where, you know, she was held back and held back. We're, we're working twice as hard as we need to and we're holding the business back. And you do it and you realise you should have done it soon. Snap. Right. Yeah, same for me. Cool. Nice one, mate. Um, what do you think is, what's been your number one internal obstacle? So in other words, within you, a block or a limitation within you that you've had to overcome to get to where you are now? Wow. Looking at the glass half empty, which is not my natural position. Okay. I, I, this, is the, this is associated to the risk thing we talked about. Risk, yeah. So not to, not to always be gung-ho. I'm, I'm always going to be... Uh, because I'm a sales guy, I'm always going to be glass half full. Yeah. But I've learned having, well, I went into business, I got some investment from an accountancy firm. And I learned from them, I'm not an accountant, but I learned some stuff from them just to look, take a balanced view. Because yeah. as you get bigger, you've got more to lose. Yeah. And so sometimes, it, sometimes it's best to actually reflect. So one of the things I've learned now is not to try and react too quickly and be that instinctive spontaneous and it's hard isn't it because that's it's the not my natural that, style that's the trait that got you there i and, know and, and when yes. i work with when i work with, with people at your level one of the things we talk about is, is is actually they they have to change and it's hard because the very mindset and the very attitudinal like approach to things that get that got you to that point is not the one that's going to get you moving Sorry. forward. And you have to, this isn't about updating a computer system. This is you having to go against core philosophy that you've had. That's yeah. got you to that success philosophy. Because the, the success is up, hard, blinkered, uh, blinkered, but uh, well-driven. Yeah. Now, I've had to develop the ability to take on the views of others. Because my starting point was I'm right. Yeah. Yeah. It's an egocentric position. But, it, but, it, but, but it's a powerful but one to make, big, to make decisions on. It right? is. But as the business has grown, yeah. I may not be right. I think, and I think that, In my, like, yeah. I, I, there's going to be quick questions, but I love the answer. <laughs> okay. Because again, I do think that's part of the levelling up process. I think when you start out your business, you do need a little bit of blind belligerence because I think you'll get so much Confidence. advice and so much shit advice you and everyone will have their say that if you listen to it you'll do nothing and you have to say it's my business I'll do what I want to do but you're right when you get to a point where you are now it's having the wisdom to know that you surround yourself with people that either they may be smarter than you but even if they're not smarter than you they may be smarter than you in that moment yeah I think that's brilliant right okay toughest external what's the toughest thing externally you've had to go through that you're willing to share <clears throat> I think growing a business with sod all money. Right. Because you're Something putting, from nothing, yeah. Yeah, be, because in the, the early period of time, I was putting in, I was working 24-7, more than I ever did in a corporate job. Yeah. The rewards weren't there. And that, that is, that could, there were times where I felt really low. I was putting all the work in and it, I, I wasn't getting the fruit. Yeah. I had the belief that it would come good but it's almost blind belief. Yeah. But you need that as well. But I was working hard, working 90 hours a week, yeah. and not earning a lot of money. Got you. 
Yeah, I got you. <laughs> and it's hard to keep doing that, right? For long enough for track. I know. Yeah. What, what What do you consider your greatest entrepreneurial asset? And that was your like your personality trait or your attitude. What do you think was was the one? It's loads, right? But the the one that you think maybe is responsible for a disproportionate amount of the success you've had. Humor. Okay, that's cool. I bring. I could. You surprised me then. Go on. <laughs> because I. I I use the human side of me to connect with people. Yeah. Um, and I've, I've delivered to business owners um, difficult things, uh, saying difficult things and tricky things, but I've used humor, I've overlaid humor yeah. to make it personable. Uh, do you know, I, 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 what did you think I was going to say? I, you know, I was thinking something kick-ass was going to come out. You know? <laughs> I don't know, my, my ability to turn, you know, I don't know, no sale into sales, I don't know, conjure up sales from the heavens. Um, but no, I like that. it's interesting because you know what? It's, it's, it's absolutely, and you know me from the stuff I do, I think it's, a, it's actually a key thing I do, which is we deal with people's really heavy shit sometimes, yeah. personal and business, and if you go in there, it's just really serious stuff. It becomes even more serious. So the I, reason, I, yeah, I the, the, the reason it leads to business success rather than just being just being out for a, a laugh, yeah. is that people buy people first. Absolutely, as we keep being told. Yeah. But if they like you, they're more likely to buy from you. Oh my you. god! I, I, do you know what I say is right? Because some people don't don't get this right. They think that people buy because they've got the best product or no, the best price. No. The bottom line is this. If someone likes you, they'll pay almost twice as much to get you, right? If they like you, they want to be around you. Well, I learned this in sales when I was doing a lot of computer sales stuff and I was doing um, like distribution, a lot of yeah. the phone. And I learned that I would get the phone call even when I was a bit more expensive than my competitor right. because the buyer would have fun with me and have a chat with me. So they would pay 5% more maybe, whatever it might be with yeah. me, because I gave them the break in the day that it was, yeah. it was fun to do business. Yeah, so people have bought me for years. Yeah. They traded with Evolution, but they bought me. 100%. The last f- few years, they've been buying the team. Well, and that's another part of that process. Of Not level, me. Of that level, and it has to be, doesn't it? Yeah. Because how can you, you never progress? If you're only getting business because of your name, how are you going to do it? So that's another part, isn't it, of that? That's another story for another Is podcast. it just, but that's another part of it. <laughs> okay, really quickly, you're defining why. What drives you? To have significance and purpose in life. Cool. Biggest failure? Marriage. Greatest success? Right now, international expansion. Cool. I'm loving it. And, what is it, well, I'll just, and that's my last question. What is it you love most about what you do? Is it, is it that now? I like the travel. Yeah. I, I want to be a global citizen that, that sets up incubator businesses for evolution nice. in different countries. Switzerland's next on the agenda. I didn't want to say anything in case it was a secret. <laughs> it's an idea. It's an offer. <laughs> <laughs> why, not? why not? That's the game, right? It's an opportunity. Why well, not? I've, I've had sand for a couple of years here. <laughs> yeah, because I've got some snow. Yes, there's snow. Rob, awesome. I knew it would be cool. I knew it would be brilliant. I knew it would be fun <laughs> as well. Um, so I just want to thank Rob again for coming on here and sharing and, and being really Pleasure. candid as well, which yeah. I think is really important. Um, I think it's just so important for people to understand no matter where they are on their journey, um, the, 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 some of the tips and tricks that, that get people there, but also I think it's that commonality that we all have on this journey no matter where we're at. Absolutely. And, um, and I, it's, it's been massively valuable to everyone, to myself and everything else. It's been a blast. 
Okay, so that concludes the two-part interview with Rob Goddard of Evolution CBS. A really inspirational guy, a very knowledgeable businessman, but also he painted a very clear picture that the road to success is not an easy one. And to go from literally nothing to seven figures and multiple seven figures in revenue is going to take a little bit of hard graft. You're going to have to ride that roller coaster a little bit. You're going to have to pay your dues in order to reap those rewards. If you are inspired by Rob's story and you're a business owner and you're already doing over £100,000 in revenue or more and you want to take your business to the next level and you want to double your turnover in the next 12 months, then please talk to us about potentially having a seat at our Extreme Growth Mastermind. Rob's been a founding member of my Extreme Growth Mastermind since I conceived it four and a half years ago and it's been really inspirational watching him on his journey but we have many inspirational stories coming out of our extreme growth masterminds we've got people that have gone from 150 to 350 to 750 to 1.5 million consecutive years we've also got people that went from 120 to 160 last year and this year are currently tracking 400k plus in revenue. If you're doing over 100 grand and you're serious about taking your business to the next level and you're serious about extreme business growth, then talk to Tracy Miller. That's tracy.miller at biggerbrighterbolder.co.uk. I'll put her email address in the descriptions. Talk to her about how we can help you take your business to the next level. Whether you've just broken the 100k mark or maybe you've been running 200, 300 grand for a while now and you want to take your business to the next level. Talk to Tracy and let us share with you how we can help you get that extreme business growth in your business. If you haven't yet quite hit the 100k mark and you want to take your business to 100k or more in the next 12 months or less, maybe you're doing 20, 30, 40, 50 or even 60,000 in revenue, but for whatever reason you haven't quite taken your business over the 100k threshold, then please go to a webinar that I've created specifically with the five-figure service-based business in mind is the six figure fast track how to take your business to 100k or more in the next 12 months or less you can find that at biggerbrighterbolder.co.uk forward slash fast track again i'll put the links in the description and yeah make sure you show up on your own entrepreneurial journey make sure you keep leveling up the rewards are out there rob has just shown you that over these past two episodes. I'll see you on Friday for our Friday five minute fix when we will complete this series and the theme that has been this week, which has been the interview with Rob Goddard. I want to thank Rob for being an amazing interview. And I also want to thank him for being a constant source of inspiration and support to me on my own journey of success. I'll see you next time. And as always, until then, be successful. Extreme business growth through raising your game. When what was once extraordinary becomes ordinary, you know you've leveled up. 